play. play it. This is the Astro League Fantasy Football Podcast. League specific news, information, and stats with your obnoxious commissioner, Maddie C. Good day and welcome to the Astro League Fantasy Football Podcast. That's right. It's me, your obnoxious commissioner, Maddie C. I'm host of the show. Really glad to have you in. Let me just tell you a little bit about us. Through usual times in the season, we are a 16-team fantasy football league of players from Australia. We used to be a real gridiron club too. And although the playing days are over and that club is no more, the way it is represented now is through this very competitive 16-team fantasy football league. Now, we've been at this league since 2010, which is around when the team folded. And over time, we've evolved the rules and scoring just to try and match the size over that time. And it's turned us into what we are today. The other thing that's cool about it is that we are 100% Aussies living in Australia. Put all that together, that is how you make a unicorn. Our league is a unicorn, but our show is probably even better than that. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Astro League Podcast. Now, there's new content going up there every day, and we're actually finding more ways to interact with everybody out there, and we'd love you to interact back. At the moment, we've got photo posts going up most days. We've got audiograms and videos going up sometimes too. We even started a little casual section now where Matty C takes a Coke break. That's right. And we just shoot the breeze and talk about maybe an NFL issue instead of a fantasy one. Anyhow, we've got a thousand different ways to interact with us and you can find it all on Facebook and Instagram at Astro League Podcast. So, it's Super Bowl week in the NFL and the marked occasion We're casting aside the fantasy talk today. Lately, we've covered some really great ground in broader fantasy topics, and we've had some truly terrific guests too. We'll keep on marching on with those great guests and content through the entire NFL offseason, so definitely stick around for that. But today, today, today is the day we just talk NFL, and today, 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 we talk the Super Bowl. The Kansas City Chiefs, they're the best team in the NFL regular season, the team who won the entire cattle station last year. They're back in the grand final game. Their opponent, some guy named Tom, am I saying this right, Tom Brady, with the team less heard of in postseasons past, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, we're really lucky too that in our 16-team fantasy football league, there's really not a whole lot of double-ups when it comes to our collective fandom. It's a couple of guys who are 49ers fans and a couple of guys who are Dolphins and Packers fans each. But then check out the allegiances. They run from the Bears to the Rams, the Titans and Patriots, the Chargers, Raiders, Texans. I'm famously a Jags fan. And then all of a sudden we find these guys. There are fellas who are cheering for the participants in today's game, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Kansas City Chiefs. So what did I do? Hey, I actually gave them each a call and we briefly spoke to Scuba and Brendo about their teams and what they think is going to happen. So, let's dial that up right now. Hey, this is Adam from the Queensland football team. Looking for an actual challenge this year. Be funny if I didn't make finals. This is the Astro League Fantasy Football Podcast. It only occurred to me just at like 11 o'clock this morning or 10.30 this morning. Fuck me, we've got a Buccaneers fan and a... <laughs> Jake said. You know, I really should do. Like, I can't believe it. That's it yeah. only occurred to me today. I mean, uh, I, can't, I can't believe that the Tampa Bay well, Buccaneers made it, to be honest. But we're in it. Let's do right? it. Right. So, first question How far back does your fandom go? Because, I mean, yeah. obviously, they were. Um, Madden ago, 99. But, um, you know, it's, nah. not everyone's been following. Yeah, Madden 99. Wow. It was around that time that I fell in love with the box. Yeah. It was yeah, that sick defense yeah, that, that sick uh, defense, sucked you in. Warren Sapp, John Lynch, <laughs> Rondé Barber. All the boys. 
it yeah. was a super sick defense because most of that defense was still kicking yeah. around with the first Madden game I got yeah, in like 2002. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. And, and so, were your rounds? I was, that yes, I watched it. Run? It was good. I watched that Super Bowl, sorry, and yeah, I was around for that Super Bowl. But obviously, as a Knicks fan, well, well, sorry. Yeah. Two things. Yeah, oh, I was going to say, I'm, I'm just fan. used to this, being this be really painful. Being like in the losing circle, you know? <laughs> but here we go. <laughs> that was where I was going to go next, is to say, well, yeah. I'm a Jags fan, so I don't suffer disappointment because my expectation on what we do is around about right. Um, so I don't, I don't ever have these ideas in my mind that we're going to be an amazing playoff team or anything like that. So... Mm. Um, I don't suffer a lot of disappointment. But if you sort of came into a team that were immediately pretty sick with that great defense and then it was like sort of 20 seasons before, uh, back at that pointy end, uh, this must be very, very satisfying. But like yourself, I didn't expect it. I never expected it coming into any season. I I did a little bit when we uh, drafted Jameis, but... That kind of went downhill. Yeah, I yeah, thought he was going to be the beginning. The next you thought that was going to be the, yes. the way. We got this, but no. Nah. <laughs> ah, that would have been sick. <laughs> Bit of wishful thinking right there. Huh? <laughs> I think that about Trevor Lawrence, so yeah. it's all right. I'm going to be exactly where you are in five years' time um, in, in terms of like, oh, I thought that guy was going to be the next XYZ. I mean, I'm not going to be in a Super Bowl, probably. Uh, Maybe not, but. You never know. The, the other thing I wanted to say then is if you've been to one 20 years ago and now you're back in one, is the feeling sort of the same or is this a whole different thing? No, back in the day, obviously, sport was everything. And uh, you just, yeah, yeah. 2003, <laughs> I would have been, what, 16 maybe, 17? So I was living living life. And Tampa Bay just got to the Super Bowl and I was cheering. But I think now there's a different aspect is I can actually go out and go to the pub and enjoy it and get drunk. Yeah. <laughs> Day drunk so as he's at the Super Bowl. planning to go to Melbourne. That's how it should be actually watch it with Joel because it was his birthday recently as well. So we've also got a Kansas yeah. City fan yeah, as well lit up in the group. That. So we're both going down there to get drunk and sling shit. Well, hang on. Is this one of these newfangled Kansas City uh, fans? Or is this an kind old of suffering? old suffering. He, he remembers Tum- Tumba Harley. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's going back far enough, I guess. No, you know, exactly they right. weren't always good. Goodness. So, I mean, I've got to nail you down on what you think is going to happen and give us a okay. score. I've got it while I've got you. I have to do that. Um, what do you, how well, do you think it's going to play out? Ideally, I'd really like the Buccaneers to play like they did against Green Bay. You know, great defense, good running, but minus the turnovers. The turnovers and the drops. The drops were horrendous. <laughs> if they, yeah, yeah, if they could yeah, play, um, drops. play kind of like that, then I think they'd be in with a chance. I know not many people actually think they're going to win it, but if they do that, then maybe they'd have a chance. Do you sort of feel oh, yeah, okay definitely. about the underdog status? Firstly, Aussies love an underdog, right? So if you don't have a horse in the race, it's pretty easy to cheer for definitely. the team. When people it's very strange that they're the home team as well. No, that's that's the first ever, isn't it? Isn't it? And that it's yeah. like you're not even favoured in your <laughs> own stadium. I actually yeah, heard we're not even going to fire the cannons if we score a touchdown. Yeah, it's, that's pretty that's shit. Fair, gosh. Yeah. Just fire the cannons every time someone scores <laughs> That'd be a touchdown. Fantastic. Why don't we just do that? Don't say no. You can't for your own team. <laughs> yeah. The other team can't. Do it for everyone. Cannons for all. Fire the cannons at the opposition. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Scuba's back. <laughs> Always working around, boys. Always working around. <laughs> Well, yep. before I let you go, Brendo, have you got a score prediction and an well, MVP? I think it's hard to go past Tom Brady if the Bucks win because I feel like he's going to have to, like, pretty much the game plan is yeah. going to have to go through him. But 
I'd either say him or maybe one of the linebackers because I feel the defense is also going to have to play unreal to beat that uh, Chiefs offense. So maybe go Tom Brady or Levante David if he plays. I think he may be a little bit knocked up, but yeah. If there's a half a chance that yeah, you of can course. play, he's going to be right. There's, that's yeah. when you're ever getting back, you know. So I think if there's a half a chance he can perform for most yeah. of the 60 minutes, I'll put him out there. But, you know, is there someone else in that linebacking call more likely to be the guy yeah, who maybe gets a fumble recovery and an instant? Maybe Devin White. Probably not. But, oh, um, yeah. Yeah. But if, if... Solid calls. We won't imagine what a world yeah, would be like then if yeah. we just win because I've got somebody <laughs> else to talk to about that. <laughs> who are they anyway? They're no good. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. I haven't heard of them. Yeah. <laughs> Well, well, good luck, Brendo, and uh, not not making the trip to Melbourne. Uh, no, we're going to make the trip. We're going to make the trip to Melbourne, hang out with Jolly, and I think hey. he's he's got a pub already Very booked good. out. So all the boys are going down, and we're just going to watch the Super Bowl. That'll be fantastic. Well, mate, rain, hail, shine, whatever the score, whatever turns up in the actual game. Good luck, mate. Have a really great time. Say good. We'll do. Thank you. Boys. Good luck, Scoob. Listen on you, Brendo. Yeah, you too. Go Howdy. And Scooby Dooby Doo. So this is the scuba we know and love. He's the champion of the league. And uh, after all these years of having been, um, I guess I always saw you as a Patriots fan for a long time. And even last year, you had four Patriots on your team at one point oh, in the fantasy league. So I mean, the I'll let you in a little secret. Came... I've got no fucking idea what I'm doing when I'm playing mm. fantasy, mate. Uh, I'm only champion because, <laughs> you know, I'm good at everything I do. So, yeah, I, I had a lot of Patriots fans because, you know, quite often... I think that's what's been diff- was different last year was I-, I sort of don't know the Patriots team anymore. So I didn't just pick names I knew that happened to be Patriots yeah. players. <laughs> so I had a much more diverse team, which was probably why I was a bit more successful than usual. Yeah, no, I mean, I also drafted a bunch of Patriots yeah. for a change. Which I, I left the cupboard empty because I took guys like Sony, Michelle and Julian Edelman out from under you. And, and you'll be glad too because yeah, they were well, horrible. Yeah, Edelman's <laughs> one that I normally sort of chase as well because you can normally pick them up, you know, Early rounds, but definitely not one or two. Like, you know, you sort of pick them up through third or fourth round normally. Yeah, potentially the most disrespected fantasy yeah, football and, player and ever, normally, to be honest, because yeah, he delivers exactly. more than that every single solid, year. Solid points week in, week out, but he doesn't seem to be all that rated. But, yeah, I, I steer clear of him this year because, yeah, I think you might have picked him up before I could. Honestly, I was drunk when I started. Yeah, I did, because I'm like, oh, Scoob always gets the best out of this guy. I want some of that juice. <laughs> but, but it was three years in the making, mate. I had to sort of keep making him look good for three years, and then finally you fell for it and picked him up and left something else for me. <laughs> this is playing into the Scoob, but he's the best at everything he does. Mate, you've got a yeah, look, the, I need you... to pull up poor numbers today, mate, poor numbers for that, and he just does it for me, mate. I got all the contact. <laughs> You just give Julian a call and say, mate, your knee's a bit iffy. You know, like, hey, I saw your you. training, dude, and um, <laughs> yeah, you, you're not walking straight. Just have a rest. Have a rest. You need to Yeah, well, he'd be one of the rare players <laughs> who didn't get that. So there's that. Yeah. <laughs> no, mate, I hadn't realised along the way that um, you know, and this there had been that sort of jumping over from, you know, and this happens. Like, guys will be attached to a team for a long time. All of a sudden, the team doesn't look like the one they've always known and loved, so they'll find a team that kind of represents more what they're about now and, there have been other guys in the league do this, so I hadn't actually realised you'd sort of moved toward Kansas City until we spoke late in the year. And to have your team now in the Super Bowl is freaking cool. Is it feel the same as how it was when the Patriots mm-hmm. were making Super Bowls in your fandom well, with like them, I or is said it different? In our, our chat earlier in the year, I, I I don't. I'm not like a passionate supporter of it. Like I don't have a team that I live and die for, or you know, sort of closely follow. Um, 
you know, not like, you know, growing up watching the West Tigers play, you know, I, I live and bleed black and yellow. But, yeah, when it comes to NFL, I think because I, I didn't grow up with it, it's something I sort of started interesting. You know, I enjoy playing it more than watching it. So, I sort of, I, um, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I don't right. sort I of, up. you know, I'm not real passionate about who I go for. Um, like I mentioned in the podcast, I, I only went for the Patriots because – you know, I knew of them from Family Guy, really. And, you know, when I started following <laughs> a bit more and I started to learn a bit more about it and, you know, I realized how much everybody hated Brady, I was like, yeah, I think I like the Patriots even more now because he seemed like a bit of a crawl of the league. <laughs> um, but, um, now, yeah. you know, with kids of my own, um, we we host au pairs to help look after the kids, you know, before COVID. And we had this um, one girl, Hannah, from yep. who was from Kansas City and she was a mad Chiefs fan. And she instilled that in my two older boys. Um, and it just sort of flowed on from there, I think. I mean, because Hayden, my oldest, gets so excited when Chiefs are on TV, you know, we watch every Chiefs game that comes on. And, that's, awesome. and that's why, you know, I sort of support the Chiefs because they're the ones that I've been watching the most. The uh, the Buccaneers, you know, probably almost from day one, they've been one that I've sort of, you know, had a bit of a uh, a liking of only because, you know, they've, they're, they're shit, they've always been a bit of a shit team, really. Let's be honest. Um, yeah. and, well, since I've started watching, so because obviously you know when they won the Super Bowl, I wasn't watching football. Um, yeah. So I've never really seen them make the finals. Maybe once or twice in the what 12, 13 years I've been watching. So they're for me, not knowing their previous success, they're a real sort of underdog type of team, um, and they've got yeah. great in my private yeah. player. So I'm pretty torn on Monday to be honest. You know, obviously for my sons, I, I'm going to the the pub. Um, that the gladiators are putting on a, a bit of a do there with, um, you know, all you can eat American food and cheap beers and stuff. So I'm going to that and yes. bring my son along. Um, so he's obviously going to go in all his cheese gear and be going for the Chiefs. So he'll drag me into that sort of yeah. um, mindset. So I think, you know, going for the Chiefs, but, you know, if Brady and the Bucks get over them, I'm not going to be too upset. You could be happy with it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, but that's a nice spot to be in. Uh, I feel like you've got both horses in the race in some ways, which is kind of nice. Mate, it sounds like too that the uh, the Gladiators event that's happening down at the Valley Tavern yep. there uh, sounds like it's going to be a good old day. Uh, that's a booked event too. You've got a, uh, you okay. got to get tickets for it? No, you don't need tickets at the moment. Um, they just wanted people to sort of RSVP so Sorry. that they, you know, if it got too big, then they'd have to, you know, get tickets only because of COVID sort of thing. So... At the moment, yeah. I think numbers are looking... Do you want to give it a quick spruik? Oh, yeah. If you're in Canberra for Super Bowl and you want to watch somewhere, it's um, come down to Canberra Tavern. Um, they're putting on uh, all-you-can-eat American food. Um, I know it includes, like, wings, hot dogs, uh, chili, uh, what do you call those, chips with cheese and shit all over them. <laughs> loaded That's fries. The one loaded fries. Um, 20 bucks to get in. That gets you all-you-can-eat plus um, one drink voucher for a beer, and then they're doing $5 call beers all day as well that should be you know, a pretty good day they, they put a fair bit into it so yeah that sounds excellent so if you're in Canberra, uh, check that one out there's probably some information on that on their facebook as well yeah, i yep. imagine go on facebook and check it out bloody beaut well mate both results are going to be good for you so enjoy it doesn't really matter who wins but if you had to make a call what do you think it's going to be um i think uh, it's you can't really go past the the they i mean they just look so good on paper they look you know miles ahead of everyone else but, you know, the Bucks, the, the Green Bay looked like that against the Bucks the other week as well. So, and they got the win. Um, yeah. So, you never know. But I reckon, you know, gun to my head, I'm going to say the Chiefs, but by no more than 10. Wow. Okay. So, 
I guess that's um, it's sort of saying, hey, defenses are going to turn up. Yeah. So if I get that right, I want the fuck added to my trophy as well, please. We can do that. I <laughs> uh, will talk to the engraver, and uh, we'll, and I'll take that trophy. Uh, we'll find a way. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I'm also looking forward to some fantastic photos of you doing obnoxious stuff with the trophy and you trolling all of us in the league. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> uh, I've got something special cooking. It's just whether or not I could be bothered to put the effort into it or not. Yeah, in my mind, what it's going to be a long off season if you don't. Will, Come on, nah, <laughs> I mean, it'll keep you pretty busy for the off season. If, if it if it turns out the way I've got it in my head, it'll be pretty special. That's what I'm talking about. It is a uh, responsibility to be champion, and I know that you will carry that responsibility very, very well. It'll be in your stride, mate. Good, my best. <laughs> All right, mate. I'm going to let you go. Happy Super Bowl. Too Have a good one, mate. Another guy who has been drafted like he died too was... Oh, T.Y. Hilton. He's a good receiver. <laughs> he actually doesn't look great. whole career has been defined by boom. Barkley. Or bust. Yeah. Or hurt. And to see him bang out 26 points was extraordinarily satisfying. A huge F.U. to the vinegar stroke. Yeah, it's really super cool to get the chance to talk to the guys and just do a quick spot with them because through this off-season, we're still going to try and get around and talk to a bunch of the guys in the league, but the subject's going to be a little different to how it was through the season. We managed to get every guy who plays in our league to come on and just give a quick chat about, well, who they are, how they found football, how they found fantasy. All of those conversations are available in the feed where you found this episode. So if you're already subscribed to the show, there is 60 Eight episodes already there to go and check out. Some of them are labeled differently. We had shows that were for just the off-season in the pre-season leading up to where we had our fantasy football draft. And they're labeled as such. This was way back when I thought the show was just going to be a way for us to have a 16-team fantasy football league podcast where we could just share stuff that was about our league because you just cannot get resources about that in podcast world or in internet world. So this was kind of going to be the way for our league to find those things out for ourselves. But, you know, actually the thing, crazily, it grew. And now we're starting to talk about things that sort of extend a little bit beyond our league, but also keeping in some of that league-specific stuff. Over the off-season, we've talked about some great things like, you know, what it's like to be in a dynasty league and and how your brain might change the way it uses off-season. Because I think in usual season-long leagues, when a guy finishes their season, they get knocked out before the playoffs or they get eliminated in the playoffs. You know, that's kind of it for the year. And in Dynasty, well, all of a sudden now you've got time on your hands to go researching the new people coming into the league and you actually keep almost your entire roster from the last year into the next year. So it's kind of a bit more granular and a little bit more sand in the hourglass. For us, you just play season long too. We've talked about some other cool stuff. We've had Coach Ryan come through and talk a whole bunch about things that miffed me about college football. I had absolutely no clue about how they were structured and how guys who were pretty good in college would come into the NFL and whether any of the ones who were any good in college would actually make it and be really good in the NFL. And he explained a whole bunch of that. There's two really great recent episodes with Coach Ryan about that. But we've also gone down other cool rabbit holes as well because we had both the champion of our league and the former champion of our league come on to talk about things. And we've got one of my mates, a official, who used to be a teammate of mine. Mitchie is going to be on the show next week. He's actually a pretty senior official in our country. And uh, it's going to be great to have him on to talk about a whole bunch of rule differences between the NFL and college. That was something that came up from the Coach Ryan interviews too to say all of a sudden Instagram was very excited about the idea of 
exploring the differences between college and the NFL. And there's a whole couple of episodes to come with my mate Mitchie around some of those differences where rules and scoring and, and just the way the game is played come into it. All right, the big ticket moment is here for this episode. We're not going to dwell too much on the fantasy aspects of things. This is an NFL week to me. This is a game that's really just wrapped up in what happens on the field. Someone's going to walk away with a big stinking silver trophy. Looks pretty awesome. Uh, They're going to walk away with all the marbles. We'd say here they're going to win the cattle station, right? It's the grand final day of the NFL. And I know that it gets called the Super Bowl over there. Over here, we would call it the grand final when the two teams who are left after all the elimination games face each other for that piece of hardware. And we're going to get into a great preview with my buddy Taylor. He's back. I'm so thrilled to have him back. And we're going to find ways to get him in through the offseason to talk about what's coming up. But he and I are going to go on a bit of an excursion about what we think is going to happen in this game, what to expect, who's going to win, and who we think the MVP will be, depending on who wins the game as well. So, come along for that. Taylor, where are you, mate? Get in here. Bring a cold beer and come sit next to me, brother. Let's go. It has been far too long since our number one rated segment has been on. And it was nice to have Tay drop by only a couple of weeks ago, but gee, it's been a steady dose of seahorse lately. We've covered a great range of broad, wonderful topics with some great guests, but none of them, none of them are Taylor. Mate, welcome home. We've missed you. Mate, get that seahorse bloke out of my life. The, the, the big show's back. <laughs> yeah, the big show's back in town, but... uh. Hey, you brought me back at the right time, talking Super Bowl. Absolutely love it. Uh, it's best day of the year, so let's cut the shit. Let's get straight into it. <laughs> Mate, I know that you would be a bit mad to learn that. Because we haven't had you on for a while, seahorses sort of really start to get a bit of a cult following. So it's, it's time to get you back in there, mate. I couldn't think of a better time to have you on than, you know, this little thing that they do in the US called the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, I, I haven't heard of that. What, what is it again? Yeah, what is it? <laughs> I guess the big question, I mean... Is this the two teams you even expected to see here on, you know, what us Aussies, we'd call this grand final day? Um, you know, who did, who did you expect? I can't say I'm too surprised about this, these two being in the Super Bowl. Uh, Chiefs are obviously the measuring stick for every NFL team, and they have the most talented quarterback uh, probably of all time uh, in Paddy Mahomes. Uh, the Bucks to me, aren't a huge surprise either. It felt uh, to me that it was either going to be them or the Packers the whole time. Uh, and obviously last week could have gone either way. Um, so I, I'm not really surprised at all, to be honest, mate. And I've got a little bit of surprise. Okay, so you can't ever count Turbo Tommy out, I guess. That's also a nickname of an Australian player that I'm just giving to Tom. <laughs> so for anyone overseas who's wondering why I'm giving Tom Brady new nicknames after... I mean, you only have to look at his football reference page. He's got 55 nicknames. I've got a new one for him there, Turbo Tommy. Is that like Tommy, I, I know is that you Tommy Trevojevic? From, uh, Tommy Trevojevic. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Mate, the only thing that I think, you know, you can't count him out because God, how do you present that guy defensively, something he hasn't seen before, and over the period of the couple of hours, he's going to work it out, right? There's nothing he hasn't seen before. He's been in the league 600 years. But I just thought that, you know, this new conglomeration of massive talent, big names and egos would get in each other's way. 
And I just kind of thought that some of the no-name value of guys who just turn up and do their job at Green Bay would be enough. And I just always thought Green Bay were going to be the, the NFC team. So I'm a little surprised. I would say, maybe if you'd asked me at the start of the season, are Tampa Bay going to get there? I'd probably be a little bit more surprised. But it almost felt yeah. like it was more uh, a deal about everyone falling over in front of them than it was them sort of dominating. I, you know, you, you, they start with. I'll go into it later about their sort of the way they got to the Super Bowl. But I yeah. thought I thought it was more about the NFC just really not being that strong this year. Um, I, I thought. They, it was always going to be them or the Packers because even to me, the Saints were just right for the picking. They just were in a situation where I just thought that anyone could have beat them. So I, I don't I don't think that it was so much them 100% putting it together. I, I think they got some great pieces there. Uh, but I just think in a way that the NFC wasn't that strong and I think that had a huge part of it. And I think you could see that coming at the start of the playoffs. So that's why they're not a huge surprise to me. I mean, isn't that funny? Here we are saying the NFC, not that strong. Mate, two years ago, I would have said, the, or maybe three years ago, the AFC was kind of the joke, and the NFC, pretty well every team had their, their starter, you know, um, their, their franchise guy. It's amazing how fast that's turned around. That said, though, if you said to me at the start of the year, all right, so the Chiefs or the field in the AFC, I still would have said Chiefs, right? Absolutely. There's no, I would never have backed against them. Probably never will. <laughs> maybe not. I mean, how do you slow them down? But... Um, I mean, it's been a bit of a weird season as well. You could say that. There's been, just just for me, like the, the impromptu bye weeks, a team starting a wide receiver, a quarterback, the Rams sending golf plus two first-round picks to only get Matt Stafford back this week. Like, what, what do you think is the most 2020 thing that happened this season? I think the most 2020 moment for me is when Denver had to play a game without a QB. And Hinton, yeah. Hinton who Downey picked up, by the way, in fantasy, scored like a minus three, I think it was. Uh, what honestly, what other season would a whole, would a wide receiver on the practice squad have to come in and start a game against against a uh, very stout Saints defense? It was just absolutely nuts that that happened. It, it was a really weird season. Like it felt like some teams got given every favor they they could ask for, like Baltimore that that time when they just kept postponing the game. Where it seems yeah. like Denver didn't even have a single QB, but they were just like, fuck it. Let's just play this thing. Yeah, yeah, and I think that that was the other thing for me. So that the most 2020 thing is going to be, oh, we're just going to exclude all your quarterbacks and make you have to start some chump. Yep. And, you know, the other end of it being that Baltimore thing where that Thanksgiving game got played almost a full week later and still counted to, what was it, week 11 or whatever it was in the, the scheme of the season. Um, and that game was meant to be a Thursday and it got postponed to the Sunday, got postponed to the Monday, to the Tuesday. They finally played it on the Wednesday. And I thought, man, when would this ever happen again? Like, if you said last year, oh, this is what we're going to do to manage a game, everyone would be up in arms about it. But this year was just so weird that people were kind of like, mm, okay. <laughs> I was in a league where I was against Ben Roethlisberger that week and I was only ahead by like four points. So essentially I needed the game to get just completely postponed to another week and it, it felt yeah. like it was going to happen, but they just did everything they possibly could. They they got rid of Thursday night football <laughs> for the next week. It almost felt like it was going to get played on a weekend at one stage just to fit it into that previous week. It was, it was such a nightmare because I felt like I was almost yeah. going to get there. Sorry, and then Big Ben even didn't have a great game either. He looked absolutely terrible. He actually only got past yeah. the, the four or five points like in the third quarter when he threw a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, the, the, it was a really, really bizarre year. And I think, again, one of the bizarre things, you say last year 
you know, Tampa Bay are one of these teams who've got like a great long streak of not even being in a playoff game. Uh, so, I mean, for me, just hearing that they're in a Super Bowl would have shook 2019, Matty C. I figure they're a good team to start with. Where we are from where they kind of have been in time, I guess another rugby league comparison. Let's bring it back to Aussie sports. To me, I, I wonder if you'll like this. They're the West Tigers, right? They're a crappy team. They got all this shit together just once, ran the board in their elimination games and got to the grand final. Now, they won it in 2005, but then they've been a perpetual disappointment for 15-plus years since. Is it fair to expect that from Tampa Bay? I'd, I'd say no, because I think they've got some really great pieces around um, Tom Brady. I, I um, Like I said, I think they very much deserve to be here. Um, it's not just a Tom Brady fest here as much as everyone thinks. And this team has some absolutely wonderful pieces. Brady was given Mike Evans, Chris Scoblin, Antonio Brown, even though he's a nutcase, Gronk, even yeah. Scotty Miller has, has been showing up, etc. So, um, and they've got an unbelievable, unbelievable defensive line. They've timed their yeah. run perfectly, like you said about the Tigers. Honestly, they look like a dumpster turd during the year at times. You know, some of those uh, primetime games, Tom Brady was just absolutely atrocious. I remember the one against the Saints. He... I don't know what his fantasy finish was. I don't even know if it was in the positive. It was just absolute garbage. But, yeah. I, yeah, they cleaned their clock that day. Like, it was 38-3 to 3 or something. It was just, wow. The Tigers seem to have that perfect mix of youth and guys that have been there for a while. I think that the Buccaneers are going to be decent enough for at least the next couple of years, especially Tom Brady will probably be one of those guys that keeps playing until he eventually is pretty much dead. Like he, he'll play with them. I think you could put it, you could put an average quarterback on that team too, and they'd probably still go okay. Um, I know you saw Winston last year didn't really do too well with them because he just fucking looked like he had eyes that were sewed on. Fucking couldn't find anyone. <laughs> Passing it to anyone. Yeah, yeah. So, Don't worry about the same colour. Just If you're in New Jersey, you get Yeah, sorry. That's, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm more meant that he found everyone. Didn't matter what jersey they are. I probably found the ref a few times. But the, I just think the, the team's really well built around Tom Brady. Um, so And a lot of them are young-ish. You know, they're young enough that I think they'll be there the next few years. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen in off-seasons with the wide receiver core and stuff like that, but I just think they've got a great defensive line. They've got all the pieces they need uh, at the moment. So I don't think they're going to be a one-hit wonder. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if this result determines how much longer Tom Brady actually plays. Uh, but I, yeah. I don't see him being a West Tigers. I think they'll be at least relevant for the next two or three years. Well, I mean, and that's, I guess, where I was really headed is to, without asking it straight up, is this team Tom Brady dependent? Because the other thought is, well, man, if you put all of these guys around Jameis and gave him LASIK eye surgery, would it be all right? Would they be okay? I mean, they might not be this good. But, yeah, I think he did a good job covering that. And, I mean... So that's the that's the contender. Let's talk about the champ, right? They've won 24 of their last 25 Mahomes starts. They failed to score 30 in the playoffs just once in the Mahomes era in a game where, you know, so they had to pretty much play half of it without him, substituting Chad Henney against a, a pretty good Cleveland team, which is, you know, kind of weird to say out loud. Are they are they really this good? Yes. Uh, I have a short answer. Uh, let's move on. No, I've got, I've got some reasons. I, I still believe uh, they're going to be one of those teams that we look back on and say, "How the fuck did anyone think that we weren't they they weren't going to win the Super Bowl?" They were fifteen and one for a reason, and because of everyone's yeah. unbelievably high expectations for the season, 
everyone seemed to think they weren't pl- well sorry seemed to think that they weren't playing great and really they were just doing enough because they are so much better than everyone else Mahomes is special a special kind of special. Yeah. Kelsey is always open in this system, and Hill can break out a 99-yarder at any time. And he could probably beat a cheater in a race with his testy clamps behind his ear. <laughs> this team is very special. <laughs> I heard Cowherd partway through the year going, yeah, not buying Kansas. They're winning games by, like, you know, yeah. a score. They're not that much better than everyone else. I'm like, poor mate. I think they're just getting comfortably enough ahead that they can take the foot off. You know, <laughs> you've got a guy who's the tight end who didn't play week 17, led the league in receiving yards until that week. You know, so if he played, he probably a tight end probably leads the league in receiving yards. That's how unicorny this team is. Like, I don't know. I just think Cowherd was under. They're just so hard to stop. They got the best um, quarterback in the league by far. They spread it out. There's just so much room for Kelsey in the middle there. And then as soon as you decide, oh, well, we might try and stop Kelsey here. Oh, there's just Tyreek Hill running it, running it Forrest Gump style down the <laughs> sideline. Like, he, they are just a special unit. I, I can see it becoming a dynasty. I just, oh, my home's there for, what, nine more years? It's just freakish. Him and Andy Reid are just going to be the perfect pairing together because Andy Reid's happy to just do stupid shit. And I think that's what Mahomes wants. He doesn't want to be stuck in some system that's just run the ball here and there and, you know, take a third down and, and throw it. He, he, he wants to do special kind of weird shit, and that's exactly what they're going to do for the next nine years at least. So this team is great. They're better than great, really. But, yeah, yeah they deserve to be there for two years in a row, put it that way. Yeah, I agree. And, and I think that's a good spot to get into the nuts and bolts of this, right? So, you know, like all season long you're saying fantasy – Kicker and defense can suck my nuts. Wait, who but, said uh, that? Today... I don't remember anyone saying that. <laughs> <laughs> well, today we're all NFL and we're not talking so much fantasy. We're defense. You know, that's pretty a legitimate thing to be talking about. Which of these two sides do you think has the better defense? Here we go, Seahorse. Your defense analysis you've been waiting for, mate. So, funnily <laughs> enough, I actually think defense is very interesting in this matchup. Uh, they feel like polar opposites. And I think this reason could be the difference. The Bucks D-line is historically good at stopping the run and are always wonderful at pressuring the quarterback. The Chiefs, on the other hand, aren't the greatest at stopping the run, and this is actually their Achilles heel on defense, and it's in their secondary where they are stout. I think this will play its part, and I'll mention it in my final prediction. Now, I sort of think the same. I think, well, gee, if you just put these two defenses head-to-head, you go, well, it's probably the Bucks, and it's probably not terribly close. Uh, and I mean, I don't know. People say this all the time. Defense wins championships. And, and it really took watching Peyton Manning get absolutely manhandled by the Seahawks for me to be kind of like, eh, all right, maybe there's some sand to that. But we can't go this far into a conversation about these two without talking about the GOAT and the incumbent quarterbacks, right? Wendell Saylor said once, and I love this. I use this quote all the time. The great poet Wendell Saylor said, there is no I in team. But there is five in individual brilliance. So how do these two, with their individual brilliances, overcome those opposing defenses? Well, this QB battle is the goat versus the baby goat. The baby this goat. It feels like the <laughs> passing of the torch from a guy who's dominated the NFL for 20 years to the guy who's about to dominate for the same amount of time. One has the edge in knowledge about how to win a Super Bowl, and the other has the advantage of youth and being in his prime. Sometimes you get an absolute stinker in the quarterback matchups in the Super Bowl, but this could be the best one in a long, long time. I cannot wait. 
yeah, I'm looking forward to it too. I just sort of get the feeling, you know, both these guys have kind of made names for themselves. They've been there. Yeah, I'm not worried about falling behind. I'll catch it up. Well, someone's got to lead in this one, right? <laughs> so someone's someone's got to be the front runner, and that'll be super interesting. I mean, I know we saw it earlier in the year when these two teams met in Tampa Bay. Kind of just, they kind of look like their wheels were spinning trying to keep up with Kansas early on. I'm just thinking this whole thing's going to be super compelling. And I've got to nail you down, right? We need to talk about the result. We need to talk about who wins. And then we probably need to have a crack at who's the MVP. How do you think this game plays out? Give us a score as well. We all know I'm bold with my predictions, and this one will turn out pretty bold in itself. I think my answer on who wins may have been hinted at at, during stages of this podcast so far. Both teams have a below-average running game. The Chiefs may not even bother running with one, and Fournette is already heading into his twilight and isn't exactly a game-breaker at this stage. The problem I have for the Bucks is their best weapon is essentially not utilised here. Yes, the D-line may be able to get some pressure on Mahomes, but he absolutely thrives on that. The Chiefs rely on the run game about as much as Matt Ryan relies on a G-string to hold his shit in. Neither are going to be useful. <laughs> the Bucks are beatable in the air, and that's all the Chiefs will throw at them. Pardon the pun. Whereas the Chiefs' issues at defending the run, I don't believe will be so much of an issue against the Bucks team. They always want to pass. The Chiefs' defense, as I mentioned earlier, is far better against the pass. So the Bucks will need to get vintage performance out of either Fournette or Tom Brady. We'll have to throw a masterclass out there. Unlike some others, I'm also not that impressed with how the Buccaneers got here. They took on a Washington football team that were making up the numbers after winning the worst division in history. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah. The Saints were right for the picking and looked like they were completely done. Breeze couldn't pass it more than 10 yards. His rapport with Thomas seemed to be completely gone this year. And their only weapon, Kamara, was a, in a position that the Bucks actually can handle very well being a running back. I think the Packers' win was good, but you have to factor in Rogers' championship game record and the fact that the game may have been lost by the Packers, not so much the Bucks winning it. But that is very much up for debate. The Chiefs' win over the Bills who a lot of people were picking to go all the way, was more indicative of what to expect from the Chiefs, and they showed their full offensive and defensive weaponry in that game. To me, the Chiefs have the better player at all the key positions. Mahomes is in a league of his own at this point. Kelsey is the best tight end in the league and is a clear leap up on Gronk. And Tyreek Hill, to me, has the clear upside out of all the wide receivers in this game. I personally think that this is the comeback that Tom Brady finally can't make. And I'm going to be bold and say this is a blowout. I'm taking the Chiefs to win 41-21 and get ready for the Chiefs dynasty. Wow. 41-21. Man, that is bold. Yeah, I, I was sort of going through it and I was piecing together some closer predictions. But I looked further into it and I just don't I, – I think this is the game that Mahomes just comes out and just tears a new arsehole in early. And I've got a feeling the Bucks just aren't going to get as much done as they want to early. And then they're going to have to throw. And this is where Brady, I think, is going to start throwing some picks. And I, I think he'll get a couple of cheap touchdowns late. That's why I don't have him scoring like 10 points or anything. I have him scoring 21. But I just don't think the Bucks are going to stop the Chiefs. I think their defense is probably getting louded too much. I think they're so good at stopping the run and so many teams actually are run heavy in the NFL obviously you know overall that probably doesn't say that in the stats but there are a lot of teams that rely on a running back especially in the playoffs 
and a lot of those teams just haven't been able to do anything against the Bucks. And the Chiefs don't have to do anything on the ground. They could literally not have a rush attempt the entire game. And I think that hurts the Bucks' defensive chances of stopping them. I just think Mahomes is just going to pick off anyone he wants. You know, it could even be a game where Hardman or someone else pops up. I just, I, I, I don't even know if it has to be Kelsey and uh, Tyreek Hill the whole game. It's just he's going to find guys you just haven't heard of all year for the Chiefs. And Mahomes has just got a clear tear break over Brady at this point in his career. And I just cannot go against them. I so many people last week were going the Bills against them and saying the Bills are ready, you know, this is their time. And I just couldn't see why you wouldn't be taking the Chiefs. I know there's no crowd, but it was at Arrowhead. The Chiefs had done nothing to me to show that they aren't ready to go back to back. Um, they had one loss against the Raiders this year, which was a weird game. It was like a speed hump. It was just kind of, oh, well, I'll slow them just, down a bit. But, mm, they they you know. remind me a bit of the storm <laughs> in the NRL if we're going to look at um, – you know, some comparisons there to Australian um, sport. They, the Storm go through yeah. patches like this. Like, no, they don't go 15 and 1. They probably go less. They probably go 10 and 5, you know, using a 16 game schedule. They have some lulls. And people always do this where they sit there and go, oh, is this team not playing that well? They're only eking out a one point win over some shitty team. You know, like they, they always go through this. And then as soon as those finals come, they are just completely they, – they have it on a string. You know, Bellamy builds his team up to do this, and I just see the exact same thing with the Chiefs. So I, I don't have any reason to doubt them. Everyone in the media seems to be talking about Tompa and the fact that it's at home and, you know, they, they seem to be going with their, their – sorry, their hearts, not their heads, I believe. So I, I'm not doing mm-hmm. that. I just think the Chiefs are the better team, and I think they're going to roll them. Um, it's a romantic notion, isn't it? The idea of Tom Brady going to this new team. They're the first to have a Super Bowl in their home stadium. I know there's been a bit of talk about, well, others had it in their home city, but this is the first time in their home stadium. And, uh, you know, he's the old trusted hand. It's his 10th time out. He's already won six of them. And it, it just seems so romantic, doesn't it? But, uh, okay, Tampa fans, I'm sorry. I'm going to rain on the parade too. I just don't get that this game will be close either. And I thought I was going to be bold by picking uh, my result too. But the way that Tampa have got here, to me, has been very defence-reliant. They've had seven turnovers in the two games between the Saints and the Packers to really rely on in both of those games. Like, Okay, so they got away from the Saints by two scores. But, I mean, on average, they're getting away by seven points across the two games. It just doesn't seem, you know, that they're relying on getting those and it's still, it's barely making a difference. And I, I know that Green Bay were one of these teams with, you know, they had some of the fewest turnovers uh, and giveaways through the league year. And the Chiefs are no different. And the Bucks managed to procure them from the Packers. I'm having a hard time drawing the line between how they do that to Kansas, who just haven't really got a history of turning the ball over and just don't look like, you know, you can floss them home all you like. And as you said, he thrives on it. It's almost like he's back in the pocket saying, well, come and get me. Because what are you going to do? If you send enough guys, then I've just got all this space to work with in front of me. And I've got the guys out there who are, I can find them. I can see them. You can't stop me whether I'm running it. You can't stop me whether I'm passing it. I was going to very boldly say that this game is going to be over long before it's over. And even if it comes down to it being like 28-24, it will have been because it's 28-10. Late in the third, early in the fourth. You know, like the game will have definitely been over before it's over. And I thought I was going to be bold saying that, but... You definitely take the cake with boldness at 21 40. Yeah, Holy cow. I, I like to be bold. And I just, I was sitting there thinking that there is 
definitely that chance where it's 28-10 and ends up 28-24. It just ends up way closer than you think. But I just wanted to sort of showcase a prediction that showed me or sort of said to the listeners how much I think the Chiefs will win this game. I, 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 I like to predict the difference, I think, between the teams that will be in this game. Obviously can't account for, you know, shitty late touchdowns and stuff like that that might try and bring it into the game. No, I'll bake a few yeah. in, but uh, I mean, it might it's, not even be, I, right? I just think there's a clear gap between the teams and other other people are Same. using, like I said, using their, uh, using their hearts um, instead of their heads. They just are thinking that, you know, the, the narrative is that Tom Brady's going to go win a title of someone else instead of actually going with who they think the better team is. And that often happens in that embedding as well. You know, like, you know, the Bucks will probably firm because everyone's on Tom Brady, you know. Everyone's like, Tom Brady's got such a great record, you yeah. know, he's in his 10th, blah, blah, blah. But in the end, people are just going to look back and go, why the hell did I not just back the Chiefs? I don't understand. They've got the best player yeah. in every position. These same people who made the yeah, mistake exactly. with the Bills, They've you reckon? They've got the best player in every key <laughs> position that you can have. So, or on offense anyway. Because, I mean, that Bills game, man, I, I feel like that kind of told me everything too. Oh, the Bills, they were the hottest team in the AFC. They won 11 out of 12 or something like that. They looked stout on defense and they were scoring points all over the place. Their offense was looking dynamic. Their running game was working. Diggs was everywhere. Oh, okay. Well, they got absolutely yep. freaking boat raced in the championship game. And that was like the best the AFC had to offer. I don't think there was really anyone who thought the Bills didn't belong in that game. I definitely think they belonged in that game. But then when you put them up against the Chiefs, they looked like they didn't belong in that game. And it's only because they were up against the Chiefs. You could put them up against any other team and that would have probably been a really competitive thing. You know, and I think that's why I'm sort of the same against the Bucks. Now, I am throwing the Bucks a little salvo here, saying at 28 to whatever it ends up at, they're going to be the first defense to stop Mahomes scoring 30 yeah, games. That's so bold. That's bold. I'm that's giving them something. <laughs> it's like, you know, getting a ribbon for eighth place in a cross-country race or something. But, you know, yeah. it's something. And that's fair enough again because it's like one of those narratives again that, you could see them scoring 24 points in the first half and then sort of taking it easy in the second half. But yeah. I don't know. Just the way Mahomes yeah. is in that whole offense, I just don't know if they have that in them. I know they've had some games where they were quiet, but I just think that because they knew they were going to win. Whereas they'll, I reckon yeah. they're saving themselves to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, gosh. Would it surprise anyone if they did run up a score of 40-plus? Well, I mean, you're calling it. and um, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me, but... Gosh, I don't want to completely trash Tampa Bay. They've done an amazing job to get where they are, and they've done a lot of it on the strength of the defense. And Tom doing enough. I made my points about why I felt like they deserved to be there. I have obviously sort of rubbished the the teams that were around them, but they, uh, to me, they are the clear second best team. I I thought the Bills were probably third, and look what the Chiefs did to them. I I, that that, that's my point. I just this is more a part about how good I think the Chiefs are more so than how. Not great. The Bucks are the Bucks. Are, <laughs> yeah, the Bucks same. are great, but the you know the Chiefs are just fantastic, and they're just in a league of their own. Yeah, they are the Wendell <laughs> Sailor individual brilliance, aren't they? Five eyes, oh, five man. eyes, baby. Get that, get that corner post out. <laughs> so, <Didgeridoo> going. <laughs> mate, this is the. Uh, I feel like this is just such a bit of an anticlimax now. But who's your Super Bowl MVP? Yeah, <laughs> it's funny because. You obviously want it. You want to go the obvious. Yeah. Um, try. It's Adam and aside. Yeah, it's a better like, quarterback. Obviously, award, right? if I had the gun to my head, I'd say Mahomes because it's hard to go. Because you got to factor yeah. in what someone else has to do. Like, was it Damian Williams last year that had 
two touchdowns, like hundred yeah. and something all purpose yards, blah, 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 and what he still didn't get it. Like you, you, what you have to do yeah. as another player to beat out my the quarterback is pretty ridiculous, really. So Oh, and even harder for a defensive player like Chris Jones, who played out of his freaking mind. And it's like, well, yeah. at best, maybe he came yeah. in third. Third! Exactly. <laughs> the guy like, gave David his life. Williams couldn't have done any more to try and win that thing, and he still couldn't yeah. get it. So yeah. I guess just as a just as another left field thing, I'll... Yeah, let's go. Who instead I'll, of Mahomes? I'll, let's I'll do that. I'll probably take healthy, <laughs> to be honest. I know it's not that left field either, but... I could see the space opening up for him. Like, you look at last week, he dropped, what, a 170 yards, I think it was. Um, yeah. I could see him really putting together a big a big game. The only problem, again, is that everything he gets goes to Mahomes too. So it's hard to actually feel like he, if he has a good game that it won't go to Mahomes either. But let's just say I'm picking him for second. No, I mean, at least we've got precedent for that with the recent Edelman yeah. MVP. And, and, I mean, Tom Brady's had... Another receiver be the MVP of his Super Bowl winnings with Deion Branch way back in the day in that one against the, the Eagles, I think it was. But, look, I think I've got to sort of say a similar thing and say, well, you know, if it's not going to be Mahomes, then it's going to be a Chiefs win because that's what I'm chalking up. Well, you know, it's, it's kind of hard not to imagine that it is a Kelsey because, I mean, Tyreek Hill's going to do what Tyreek Hill does. And, I mean, he's flashy. And I think it's hard for him to then outflash what you expect in flashy. Where Kelsey, he flashes, but he's just kind of the... I don't know. He's like the grit, the mortar. He's the, he's what holds things together in that offense in a different way to everybody else. And I'm sort of looking in the same place. So it's a bit of an anticlimax then too to just follow you. But I, I mean, I, I I hate saying I just don't see how because I mean it's easy to see. It for me, imagining somebody else on that offense being prominent in a way that's you know not Mahomes is difficult. And man, being a defensive MVP is nigh on impossible so that, that's really my <laughs> that's how I've done the maths to get there it's not just no, but like, a, you. <laughs> like you mentioned there Tyreek could bang out two 90 yard touchdowns and he still won't get it because you've got to factor in that Pat Mahomes Brilliant. is also throwing those 90 yarders it's yeah you, like you you sort of hit on the, the nail on the head there Kelsey can sort of do it by a thousand cuts and I think that isn't 100% going to look like great Mahomes work. I know I know it is, but, you know, if he has 15 receptions and 180 yards and two touchdowns, I think that's going to look better than two bomb plays at Tyreek Hill. Wait, I've missed this. It's great to have you back and doing a segment just with you as well. It was great to have you on with Sizzle and Quinny, but, mate, it's, oh, mate. it's just different when it's just we you and me. I really, really enjoyed it. <laughs> We do. Oh, All that Matt Ryan that's shit. We cut it out, man. It's gone. And it sounds like you've actually predicted the Chiefs to score more points than uh, Philip Ruth has kids, which is look, amazing because that's, that's a lot. So, uh, you know, you're going on a limb saying that because we could find out tomorrow that he's having, you know, 30 kids at once. You know, you are, you know, you are going, <laughs> yeah, going, going on get on a limb saying guess, that, yeah. mate. So uh, good on you because that could be completely wrong by tomorrow. It could be. Um, now, this won't be evident to anybody else, but Tay, I think this was the funniest thing I've seen in a long time, is the re- announcement of retirement from Philip Rivers. And <laughs> the quote that you've thrown in into our little group chat for the Astro League guys saying, I finally can focus on growing my family. Yeah, I think I, I my drink everywhere. <laughs> I, spray, I sprayed my drink like he sprayed it was so good. It was unbelievable. <laughs> It was unbelievable. <laughs> Mate, I think that's a great note to let you go. Thank you so much for joining me on, and we'll get you back real soon. We're, we're, we're going through everyone's 
they're, they're fantasy dream teams, and I definitely want to get yours. So mate, join me for that again real soon, Bring mate. Awesome, mate. Ooh. Cheerio. This is the Astro League Fantasy Football Podcast. Us Aussie folk can say some odd things. Perhaps a crash course in our language is best attempted in moderation, mate. Give yourself an uppercut to be reminded to take a reality check. Someone once actually bothered to tell Philip Rivers' wife to use birth control. Give yourself an uppercut, mate. It just wouldn't be a great visit with Taylor without there being the usual hallmarks, right? So there's a Matt Ryan shitting himself reference. There's a Philip Rivers ejaculating all over the place and creating other humours at the drop of a hat reference. It's just all the best stuff from Taylor's usual appearances through the year. If you've missed Taylor through the year too, if you've only just been introduced to him here and you go, gee, that guy's pretty brash and funny and a bit crazy, go back and find any of the episodes that say Taylor Talk and you're in for a treat because the guy is absolutely mad as a cut snake. Fantastic. We got to get out of here for today. But as you heard, Taylor and I are both on the Chiefs bandwagon and potentially maybe not all that close. Tell us who you think is going to win this game because we're posting this one up. It's Saturday Aussie time, which will make it Friday US time. There's still a few days before the big game. Tell us who you think is going to win and why. Tell us who you think your MVP is. Get out there on Facebook and Instagram and interact with us and tell us what you think. I'm going to be back next week with another Coke break. Looking forward to doing that. I'm going to talk about the quarterback carousel that's going to happen in the NFL in these next couple of weeks before all of a sudden we're going to see teams have their players who have their contracts expiring hit free agency. And I think that's going to all of a sudden start a flurry of activity ahead of the draft where NFL teams start to pick guys who have finished the amount of time they can spend playing in college and become eligible to join the NFL. And it's funny how that works, that teams will go and fill as many of the gaps as they can with the established guys who've played in the league who all of a sudden become available and then try and fill the gaps with the draft and start to look to the future with the draft. And then there's another flurry of free agents trying to fill the gaps that remain. So the next sort of three months, you'd think that would be quiet, but they are going to be activity packed and we're going to talk about all of it and how it relates to fantasy football. So for the meantime, this is Manny C., I am the obnoxious commissioner of the league. I've been told I sound an awful lot like the guy who does the Outback Steakhouse commercials in the USA, which I find endlessly amusing. I've had somebody sort of challenge me to do a couple of live reads for those ads too, which, you know, I may or may not do one of these days. But join me next week for my Coke break, which will be great. I'm also going to have Mitchie come on and do those two episodes with that. And we're going to have the seahorse back. We're going to talk about draft day experience. It is just so great. There is no slowing down. And this show is just going from strength to strength thanks to the support of you guys. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Astro League Podcast. It's Matty C signing out. Hooroo, guys. Play. Play it. This is the Astro League Fantasy Football Podcast. League-specific news, information and stats with your obnoxious commissioner, Matty C.